Lion Hearted Podcast. What up, what up? You are now tuned into the Lion Hearted Podcast where the feelings reside and only the strong survive. I'm your boy Maine, so let's get into it. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, I'm back. Back with another episode for y'all. Yeah, today I just wanted to talk about, you know, because the NBA season is like creeping in slowly but surely. I know we're in the middle of football and it's starting to get really good. We're starting to figure out, you know, what teams is what team, what teams is contenders and what teams is pretenders. I actually got an episode about that whole thing. You can go check it out if you haven't already. But NBA training camp is also opening up and we got a lot of moves. See, this is what I love about the NBA. It's a lot of movement. It's always something going on via free agency or trade or whatever the case may be. So it always, NBA always, basketball, NBA in general always keeps you on your toes. But basketball as a whole, because even now with the game growing so uh, much internationally, you got to kind of like pay attention to all that, you know what I mean? And everything that, that's going on with that over there, overseas. Because those are going to, those are beginning to be, excuse me, and going to become some of the best players in our league once our current regime starts to age itself out, you know. But we got a few, LeBron being the number one, he's, he's still dominating going into his 21st season, his prime year, as he likes to call it. Shout out to primetime, Deion Sanders. But, yeah, I detailed in my loyalty episode about the move that Dame Lillard um, got to Milwaukee. So. We got a new big three over there. Dame, Giannis, Chris Middleton. Go check that episode out, Loyalty, if you haven't already. It was a season two. It was a, I put it as a bonus episode. But, yeah, also, it, it, it's the Phoenix Suns. We got to talk about the Phoenix Suns. That, that happened. That was early on. That trade with Bradley Beal going to the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns have changed completely from when they was in the finals. In 2021, I believe it was, against the Boston Celtics, they changed a lot. Um, they got, they got, they was in a three-team deal with Portland, Milwaukee, and themselves. They got Nurkic out of the deal. You know what I mean? I, I feel like that's a good pickup. They sent DeAndre Ayton to Portland, which it'll give him a chance to revitalize his career as a number one pick. I mean... I know people don't like to use this word, but he's kind of on that bus train if he don't turn it around here really quickly because being the number one pick, already playing in the finals, and then you just seen, like, I don't know if it was his with the coaching staff or what it was, but me being a Laker fan at heart, they have Frank Vogel. I'm happy for Vogel. You know, he was a championship coach for us. Once a Laker, always a Laker. But the the thing that makes me, really, really sit back and thinks and gives me kind of cause to pause is the fact that Frank Vogel, Vogues is a defensive-minded coach. If you're not going to buy in defensively, he ain't got no use for you. And everybody, just on paper, and I was telling my nephew because he wanted to talk to me about all the trades and stuff, and this is what kind of gave me the motivation to do this episode. Because I was going to take a week off, y'all. I'm going to just be honest. Like, I just came out with my merch recently, recently, excuse me, I just came out with my merch recently, and so I've been trying to get all the orders together, package up all the shirts and everything. Um, I'm going to give my link or my handle to that Instagram a little bit later. But, yeah, but 
something just in my spirit is like, nah, man, consistency is a part of your brand. That's, you always preach consistency, so you got to be consistent. And today is Wednesday. You know what I mean? My normal drop day. So I'm a, I'm trying to get through this so I can drop it at my normal time. If it got to be pushed back an hour or two, forgive me, y'all, but I'm going to give y'all something. But, yeah, um, with that being said, yeah, Phoenix is interesting because on paper, like I was saying, they got Bradley Bill, Kevin Durant, of course, and D-Book. Now, if this was 2K, oh, my God, look out. But it's not. You got to play the game. The game is played on the hardwood. Again, 2K, you got Dame, you got Giannis, you got Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, and so on and so forth. Again, on 2K, Phoenix and Milwaukee, that would be the finals matchup, right? But at the same time, we can't discount Denver. And everybody knows how I feel about the Denver Nuggets. I love the Denver Broncos. I can't stand the Denver Nuggets. This is going back decades, you know, from Kobe, from when Kobe was on the Lakers. You know, to George Carl. Even though Carmel Anthony is my second favorite player in the NBA, or that was in the NBA, he's retired now. Shout out to Melo. It's like you got to give them credit. They're the defending champions. You can't just dismiss them, even though their championship was a lot about beating the Lakers. That's all you heard during the offseason. Oh, we swept the Lakers. We swept the Lakers, this, that, and the Lakers. Y'all beat Miami in the finals, though. Was it that much of a cakewalk for y'all? That, that Was the finals really the Western Conference finals? Because y'all, y'all was the number one seed, Denver I'm speaking of, for the majority of the season, if not all. But we, when I say we, I'm talking about my Lakers, we had to struggle. We had three seasons in one. We was a playing team, the seventh seed, that made it to the Western Conference Finals. You know what I think? I smell fear. I think y'all scared. I think the whole league, that's what everybody, and this is going to be a little bit biased, but I don't really give a fuck. I'm a Lakers fan, and it is what it is. You want to talk about your team? Create your own show. Talk about your team. I talk about all the teams, but my main team, my main basketball team, is the Lakers. So if you don't want to hear about the Lakers, hey, man, there's a door. It's always an option. You know what I mean? I don't force nobody to do nothing. But, yeah, um, with that being said, it's like, like I said, Dame, Chris Middleton, Giannis, they didn't send him to Miami. He wanted to be in Miami. I'm sorry, Jimmy. I'm sorry, Jimmy Buckets. I completely understood. Like, everybody, of course, we laugh. Uh, he had his, if y'all hadn't seen it, he had his, like, little emu gimmick going on. You know what I mean? He had the piercings, the straight hair. Like, the only thing he was mentioned was, like, like the trench. And I can say that because I was friends with everybody in high school. I didn't discount or disown nobody. If that was, if the gothic lifestyle or the emu lifestyle was your lifestyle, had more power to you. It's not mine, but. Hey, if it's yours, I respect it. Like, you feel me? So, I don't know. Maybe Jimmy was trolling with that. I don't want, like, certain communities to start attacking him because of it. It was just, you know, it's all tongue-in-cheek. It's all in fun. Last year, he had dreads. And as a person that's even me within my family, like, to us, it's not. We don't just have dreads. It's more of a lifestyle. I got locks. I got my hair 
Of course, I'm not on camera yet, but if once y'all see it, my hair is all the way down my back. My brother hair always all the way down his back. My little brothers, they got dreads. Like it's it's a family. It's really a family affair with us. You know what I mean? My my cousin, my cousin Chris, he got dreads. Like you know what I mean? We we all. You know what I mean? It's 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 like a thing. So when I seen it naturally, I'm like, man, come on, man, you can't troll with the with the dreadlock extensions. That's not really. But then I said back, like, he just having fun. Like, that's his thing. Like, I'm going to keep the attention on me because we that hard-nosed group that we the underdogs that y'all always discount. But when you look in the end, Miami is always right there in the Eastern semis, in the Eastern Conference Finals. They've made the finals twice, once in the bubble and then last year. Jimmy. Stay lion. Uh, excuse me, y'all. I'm back. Yeah, I had to take a personal phone call. But yeah, before that, I was talking about Jimmy and I was about to get into like, you know, what I mean, the heart. Of, I, I spoke about it before, but I'm speaking about it again. The heart of the heat culture and like how it's a big thing down there and, and it pushed them so far. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like the East got some talent. This is probably in my lifetime. This is probably because I caught like the end of the Jordan years. And then, you know, all of Tim Duncan, all of Kobe, KG, and all those players like that, right? And at that time, the East was, I'm going to just say, they was trash. The East ain't never really been like a powerhouse like that. It's always been the West is the best. Like, in my lifetime, like I said, no disrespect to somebody who grew up in those years of Jordan. And even then, like, if you really unpack that and look at it, like, Jordan dominated the way he dominated. And this is not to discredit discredit excuse me mj because if you really got to break it down in an argument i can sit there and say like he not my goat right or if you're a lebron fan you can say he not your goat or kobe not your goat lebron is your goat i told my nephew this a while back like it depends on what area you grew up in it depends on who you saw but just looking at everything if i'm being completely honest we all know we all know mj is the goat it is what it is you know what I mean? Guard-wise, I'm going to just say that because if we was really talking in totality, the GOAT would be Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I mean, from high school to college to pros, it didn't matter. You know what I mean? But for the sake of the professional ranks, we'll give it to MJ because it's all about marketing. It's all about that bottom line, that that, that almighty dollar. You know what I mean? No pun in, No dame pun intended. But, yeah. But, yeah, so I understand. Like, Jimmy, he was heartbroken, man. Like. That little, they did the little meme, like, where he was at the gas station and they had, like, because he was, like, tripping on the gas prices, like, a few days before. And they had put, like, a little meme together, and it was him getting the news of the, you know, the Sports Center trade. And uh, I think it was Woj or Shams announced the trade originally about Dame going to Milwaukee. And honestly, I'm going to just be all the way real. I don't think Jane, uh, I don't think Dame, excuse me, Jimmy and Bam would have been enough to make that noise because you would have had to unload Tyler Hero. You would have had to unload Duncan Robinson. You would I mean, Dame would have, like, Dame is a dynamic shooter, but Dame would have had to carry, like, it would have still been, shooting-wise, it would have still been like he was in Portland because Jimmy is spotty at best. But he's a slasher. He's an energy guy. and he, He's an overachiever, which is great. I don't mean that to be disrespectful. I'm saying it like 
he's able to flip that switch. Like regular season Jimmy, if you look at regular season Jimmy, you're going to be like, he going to lead them where? But then it's something about the playoff time, which I believe every player they should have. You're supposed to elevate your game when it matters most. So I respect I respect Jimmy. So, man, I know they're going to be – they. I got them as a top four seed in the East, even without the acquisition, even though they did not get Dame. Because right now, in the Eastern Conference alone, I think I would have the Boston Celtics, the Cleveland Cavaliers, believe it or not, then the Milwaukee Bucks, then the Miami Heat, and Knicks, and, and so on and so forth after that. You know what I mean? The Bulls, we got to wait and see. I mean, if they would be a little bit better, because I know probably everybody's like, what about the Bulls, DeRozan and Vucevic and, and Zach Levine? But they're missing that one key piece, and that's Lonzo Ball. That That's Lonzo Ball, man. And it, it sucks that's going on with Zoe, man. Like, I I watch Zoe at UCLA, especially being from California. Even though I'm a Duke fan, like, I'm from California. That's them in my backyard. So I was watching him, and then he – he became a Laker, you know what I mean? In hindsight, it's 2020. I mean, if going back now, of course, knowing what we know now, we already had Brandon Ingram, and we, but we see Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and how well they work together. And it's now it's going to get even better, and I'm going I'm to detail that in a minute. But, yeah, like, naturally, I would have picked JT. Like, even being a Duke fan and all that, that don't got nothing to do with it. But at that time, with the whole situation with D'Lo, shout out to D'Lo, he back now, but with the whole situation with D'Lo at the time, Magic felt he needed to to ship him out so he could mature, which that's exactly what happened. But we needed a floor general. We needed a point guard. And with Magic Johnson as your president at the time, like he wanted us to get back to that showtime slash. Well, I don't really like to uh, say showtime because that was, that was like an entity within itself. We're, we're the lake show. You know what I mean? He at least wanted us to get back to that. Showtime was a whole different vibe, a whole different era, so I don't think that can ever be duplicated. So I understood it. You know what I mean? So so I hope my hope is that Zoe can get back to be back healthy and so we could really see what he's about. Like, you know what I mean? Like there was a lot of false narratives going on right there. And this is this was not about the Lakers, y'all. This was actually more about the Bulls, but I was just giving y'all some context and background on that. But, yeah, it was a lot of false narratives going on about Zoe, too. And I, this is what I don't like, Stephen A. You'd sit in there, oh, I talked to this person, I talked to this person, and they say he struggles to get out of a chair. Then we see Zoe post a video getting out of the chair off of one leg, and then all of a sudden you then you make it about, like, oh, but you weren't on the court. No, but that's not what you said, bro. See, that's the difference. When I get on first take, not, not that's, you see, I didn't say if. Luckily, he's still there. By the time I get on first take, that's why we need to, we need to hit this rocket ship, y'all. We need to make this take off. So I need, I need y'all, my listeners, my consistent listeners, and you could tag him. You know what I'm saying? You could tag him in my episode. But I say that to say, like Stephen A, you can't just say stuff out on the airways that's not true. That's one thing about me. Like when I say something. I stand, trust me, I believe it and I stand on it, right, wrong, or indifferent. But if I'm not completely sure about the statement and it's a statement that I made, I will say, like, hey, y'all could go Google that, fact check that for your boy. I may or may not have got a word or two wrong, 
I always like it's always a disclaimer in there for me because I'm real big on that. Because one thing about that is like we say we all watch first take. We all will watch the old Undisputed with Unk and and uh, Skip. If you still watch it now, more power to you. I I really I really can't, and I'll detail that in another uh, episode later. It's a reason why because I see the aesthetics of it and I really don't like it once you really unpack it. But like I said, that's another story for another day. But you can't, because if you continue to put like false narratives and a lie out there, eventually the human brain, the way we're wired, like it becomes a truth. A lie will become the truth if you hear it long enough. You know what I mean? And I get it. Everything's about, like I said, revenue, clicks, and things of that nature. Like, but you can't. That's a false narrative, man. Like, and this is somebody's livelihood. This is his need. And then you. Yeah, that's cool that you, you know, you like, oh, you understand because you cracked your kneecap and all that. Like, knowing that, because I didn't know that at first, but knowing that now, like, when it was like, oh, did Stephen A ever play basketball and all that, it's corny to me now because I'm like, now I know what you went through. I know why you didn't get to further your basketball career. It's the same thing with Lonzo Ball. It's the same thing with Kawhi Leonard. Even though I don't like the Clippers, I love what Kawhi said, though. Because they put the load management rule, and we and we get on him. We get on him. Like, don't get me wrong. We all do, me included. Like, come on, man. You need to play more, bro. You need to play more. But especially the nationally televised games. Because I want to see it. I'm not one of those type of people like, oh, Kawhi missing. Like, they play the Lakers tonight. No, I want to see Clippers at their strength. I want to see us at full strength so we, so we can really know. I want LeBron to go up against Kawhi. We only going to see that so many times. Kawhi to go up against AD, PG, like, you know what I'm saying? You done said that bullshit that you grew up a Clipper fan. We all know you was a Kobe fan, you was a Laker fan. Ain't nobody grow up, grow up no Clipper fan, not on purpose. What, Billy Crystal? Pat, uh, not Pat, uh, Marcellus Wiley, excuse me. I almost said Pat Riley, y'all. Marcellus Wiley, them is probably the only Clipper fans that I know. That's legit. I mean, I get it. Now, if Clippers tickets was always a little bit cheaper, so if them was the ones you could afford, that's fine. I understand that. But let that be known. <laughs> Don't sit there and be like, I grew up a Clipper fan when everybody else was a Laker fan, but I was a Kobe fan, though. But, yeah, not to get too <laughs> long-winded with that. But, uh, yeah, no, I love that, though, because player injuries, like I never, I never salute that. Like being a former athlete, whatever uh, athletic level you reached, rather it was, uh, well, of course, farther than like Pop Warner and Little League. But when you start to understand it, rather it was junior high, high school, college, professional, whatever, if you've ever experienced an in- uh, injury, then you know the severity of it, and you don't, you don't do that. Like, I don't give a damn if it's a a player on the field, a player on the court. You sprain your knee, you sprain your ankle. It could be your fierce rival. Don't ever, don't ever champion that. Don't, don't ever cheer for that. If if that's what you need to happen for, like the team that you're rooting for to win, then you're not about greatness. You're about to eat taking the easy way out. And I don't, I don't rock with that. You know what I mean? And I feel like we've seen it when he was in Toronto. We've seen it, of course, in flashes with the Clippers. When Kawhi is right, he's easily one of the top five players in the NBA. 
regardless if you like the Clippers or not. And I'm a Laker fan, and I can say that because I'm a realist. Same thing with AD. You don't think we get frustrated as Laker fans? That's why I didn't really like all the street clothes bullshit, especially coming from a nigga that ain't got no championships. I'm all about winning championships. I'm not I'm not a regular season type of motherfucker. I'm going to just let you know. I'm all about when It's either you win or you lose. Like, I get it as a coach. And, of course, you want to get better. You want to get better. We all want to get better at life in general. Like, of course, I want to become a better podcaster. But my goal is to be the best. And if you ask me right now, my show is my show. My story is my story. I said it before. My style is my style. I go up against any and everybody. Nothing, nothing, nothing of this fears me. Like, you know what I mean? Because it's something that I got my mindset to. So you don't think that those players, they want to be great? That this is where I have a problem. You know what I mean? And and the Clippers got got some new pieces that's they kind of like the Lakers, they kind of got them towards last year, but I consider them still new faces because it's not like a lot of them wasn't like cornerstones. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the Lakers got a whole new roster, and I love it. You know what I mean? The only thing I don't love, I seen it today when I woke up this morning. It's crazy. It's one of the first things I, I seen after I hit my morning prayer. Darvin Ham was doing an interview and talking about the first day of camp and everything. And he's like, don't be surprised if you see D'Lo, Gabe Vincent, Austin Reeves, and LeBron at the five. If that's going to be the case, Rob Palinka, Genie Bus, hell, La GM, fire this motherfucker now, cause it's sounding real Dale Harrisy, Dale like Dale Harris. I don't even know if Dale Harrisy would be a word, but like Dale Harris. If if anybody know if anybody knows true Laker fans, everybody knows who Dale Harris is. The guy that held Kobe back, the guy that tried to make Kobe earn his stripes, even though he was clearly better. No disrespect to Eddie Jones. He was the, clearly the best two-guard on that team at that time when he came into the league. But he didn't get to show it right away because of Dale Harris. But I said that to say, when I first heard that, like, we, we got too many athletic wings now. We just signed Christian Wood. We got Torian Prince. We got Cam Reddish, who's a legit 6'8". Rui Hachimura, 6'9". LeBron James, 6'9". Anthony Davis, super athlete, jumping out the gym, 6'10 and a half. Jackson Hayes, seven foot, seven one, can run like a young Tyson Chandler. Like, you know what I mean, that could be his ceiling is Tyson Chandler. You know what I mean? Like, so why would you and shout out to Gabe Vincent. I'm happy about the acquisition of that, but why would you? I mean, why? Why is that even an option? We should be thinking about playing more big. Then we did small. I understand it. The Warriors can pull it off. The the um, the Suns, excuse me. They might pull it off because they got the skills. They got Bradley Bill. They got uh, Devin Booker. They got KD. So you so you honestly think Milwaukee gonna throw? Milwaukee don't even throw Giannis at the five like that. If Brooke Lopez not in there, they are gonna have Bobby Portis in there. Why why are we? Dumbing ourselves down what? Uh, Memphis don't do that. They did it last year because um, Brandon Clark was hurt. Steven Adams was hurt. So they had to do it. It was out of necessity. Like, it was out of injury. Now, if, God forbid, we start to get our injuries and things like that, I mean, okay, all bets is off. You got to adjust as as the season goes along. But don't just come out 
the day before training camp or the day of training camp starting to say that could be an option. If Anthony Davis don't want to play the center, what the fuck makes you think LeBron James want to play the center? I get it. LeBron have said many times, man, I'm just a basketball player. I don't have a position. Just put me on the court. Yeah, you can verbally say that, but we know LeBron James don't need to be at nobody's center. Like, even if it's against the Warriors and Draymond Green, as, as small, and I mean this in, like, an NBA context, is as small and as short as Draymond is, Draymond is rough and tough, and he's used to playing the 4-5. or five. Like, he's, he has a stronger base. Like, you know what I mean? LeBron is used to being on the perimeter. He's, like, he played four that one year in Miami, you know, when they went with Chris Bosh at the five. But that's when he was, like, uber-athletic and young, and he could bang around, and he could go get 10 to 12 rebounds a game. He ain't really trying to do that. We're trying to preserve him to when we really need him. That's what we need to do. You know what I mean? Like, you got to understand, a healthy a healthy LeBron, a healthy AD, a healthy Kawhi, I'm, I'm speaking, and as I'm speaking of this, I'm speaking, I want all players to be healthy. Now, I know even as an athlete myself that that doesn't, you're not going to go through a whole season without nicks, cuts, bangs, and bruises. Like, it just doesn't make sense to, to think that way. But I'm just speaking of as if everybody's fully healthy right now and what could be. You know what I mean? Like like I said, in the West, you got Denver, you got the Lakers, you got the Clippers, you got the Suns, you got the Warriors. And you could put them one through, what was that, five already, and that's not even counting uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder under shade. Then Memphis, they got D-Rose, which I really like. You know what I mean? D-Rose can hold it down until Ja comes back from that suspension. For the whole gun thing and all that stuff. Shout out to Ja. Hope you don't get in no more trouble. We don't. We laughed at you. We joked about it, bro. But we don't want to see as a young, talented, black man who's going somewhere. I believe you just recently signed a two hundred million dollar contract, or it's something that's in the pipes for you. Like I want you to do that. I want you to be uber successful, bro. Like and and Derrick Rose has been through the trenches. He's been that young, wild, athletic person and all the different things, and the injury has, has, like, he had to go through that and fight. So anything that D-Rose show you or tell you, bro, just just latch on to that, bro. Because I, I love how D-Rose said, like, I didn't come here to be a yes man, basically. I didn't come here to babysit you. I came here to push you. And I feel like that that's exactly what he need. But you see, I, I almost forgot about Memphis. That's how deep, deep the West is. And then if you go to the East, of course, you got Boston. You got Miami. You got... Uh, Boston, Miami, Milwaukee, Cleveland, New York, if they start to make some noise. Atlanta got some talent down there in the South. You know what I mean? Who knows what Melo and Brandon Miller is going to do together with Miles Bridges and, like, which in Charlotte. It's going to be different. Mike don't own the team now, so I don't know. Like, no indictment against Mike, but he's never been the best GM. He was never the best owner. He might as well be – he might be the greatest player, but sometimes that don't translate, and that's okay. Like that's not an indi- that's not a complete indictment. You know what I mean? So, with a new season coming, with new faces in new places, like we really gotta pay attention to the whole landscape of the game. And I just something just popped in my head. You see how strong it is? I forgot about Dallas, and they got Luca and Kai. They got Luca and Kyrie, and I didn't even mention them. But that's like. Pretty soon, I think that's like six teams I rattled off, right? Then, you know, Sacramento, is it going to be fool's gold? 
why it took me a while to mention them. You got D Foxwood for another year. Like they got a squad over there. Mike Brown got some good things going, but they're not gonna surprise nobody. You know what I'm saying? It's easy to leave somebody out when the pool is that deep. Like I don't know what their record gonna be, but Houston even signed some nice pieces. Like to go around the young core that they got. You know what I mean? You could okay, Kevin Porter, he out of there for what he did. I'm not gonna get into that. You can go Google it, right? But they regardless of how you feel about and how we feel about Dylan Brooks, like he might give that team that knows that edge that they need, that they desperately need. And they got Jabari Smith Jr. They got Jalen Green. Like, you know what I mean? They got they got players over there, man. They got uh it's Amin Thompson that got drafted. To, and if I said his name wrong, I apologize. Like, I'm just going off what they said. Amin Thompson, they got him in the draft, I think, with the fourth pick, if I ain't mistaken. Yeah, so, like, I mean, this is going to be a crazy NBA season. Like I said, it's the middle of the football season, and I had to talk about hoop. Number one, I'm a hooper at heart. Like, baseball was my first sport, but I love basketball. I always wanted to be a DB in football because of instinctuating circumstances. I couldn't play football. But so that's but that's the mentality I have. But I love basketball. So I could talk about basketball all day. You know what I mean? And if I left your team out or if I feel like I didn't detail it good enough, you know what I'm saying? Of course, the season, this is just like an introduction. And I don't give a fuck anyway if somebody feels some type of way, honestly. Like I tell you all the time, you feel some type of way about things I say or if you feel like you can add a little bit better, a little bit more pepper to the gumbo, like come sit across from me. You know what I mean? Because like I always say, a lot of people think they could do it. It's a little bit nerve-wracking once you get in that chair. Because when I first started, it was nerve-wracking for me. Like You know what I mean? And before I get up out of here, I do have to talk about, and I kind of kind of started jumping all over the place a little bit, but it was another trade that I did want to talk about, and it's I love the professionalism of it. Um, Drew Holiday ended up in Portland. Every anybody that knows Portland, Scoot Henderson, Jeremy Grant, like I said, they got DeAndre Ayton. Like they're they're in like the mentality would be rebuild mode. Now if Chauncey can get the best out of this group, maybe they could scratch the plan. I don't I don't know. It depends on Chauncey Billups as a developmental coach, and we just got to see how that play out. See, it was a thing of, like, Dame, for instance, he said, oh, if I don't get traded to Milwaukee, uh, to Miami, excuse me, I ain't going. Like, I think if they would have sent him to Toronto, I don't know if he would have showed up. Hell, James Harden. And I didn't even mention Philly when I was talking about my team, only because of the James Harden situation. James Harden didn't show up for camp. But I'll get into that as we get more of the story. That's all we know. We know why, but we don't really know why because ain't nobody heard him speak. I mean, he had a chance to meet. I mean, they, they went to Colorado and did it, so they had a chance to meet uh, Coach, Prime, Pro Coach Prime. And they say he didn't no-show. He wasn't there for media day or none of that. Like, damn. You, I mean, I'm pretty sure he probably he could meet him on his own time, meet James Harden. But I'm just saying, like, that's a bad look. And this, especially with this man coming in speaking to y'all, it, it preaches togetherness. But back to what I was talking about, the Drew Holiday trade. He got traded to Portland. I believe Drew would have showed up. He would have showed up. He would have showed Scoot Henderson. He would have showed them young guards and young players in Portland how, how to do it. But Portland, 
rightfully so, they did they did right by Drew. They sent Drew to the Boston Celtics. And me as a Laker fan, I hate the Boston Celtics with a passion. I hate the Boston Celtics. You you growing up, you don't that and green is my favorite color, so it's kind of a catch twenty two. It's like but that that Celtic being a Lakers like that rivalry, and I use hate as in a basketball sense. It's not like I'm going to see Jason Tatum on the street and try to, like, what's up with you? Like, number one, Jason Tatum, he went to Duke. Of course, that was one of my favorite players in college, but I can't rock with him because he got that green and white on. Now, once he put that purple and gold on, because he will be a Laker, <laughs> then you'll see my love to come out. But, yeah, I think that's good for Boston, though, because especially with um, – even though they gave up Robert Williams, that that kind of hurt. They're, they are a little smaller because Al Horford is a little older. But with that being in, like, you know, Chris Stapps is light in the wallet. He's tall, but he's skinny. But, yeah, with that being said, the thing is about Brown and Tatum. Those are your two cornerstones, right? And the whole thing, a lot of it, you if you watch the games, you see it. Like, um, like oh, I'll take a shot, you take a shot. If I'm hot, you got, you got to give me the ball. I can, it, like, it's a lot of, like, like push and pull there, like it, you could tell they they they're they have a good chemistry. They work, but it gets down, especially in the fourth quarter, to where it's like, who want to take the shot? Who gonna get all the credit? Who wants to be the guy? And that's a big thing. And I feel like the acquisition of Drew Holiday not only defensively is gonna help because he's an all-world defender. Him as a leader and a floor general, I believe he'll put Tatum and Brown in the white right, excuse me, in the right positions every time down the floor. And I'm telling you, this is health permitted. Everything I'm speaking of is healthy. So I think that was like the perfect pickup for them. As much as I don't like them as a team, like like as a basketball fan, I, I, I can't root against that as far as like I like the fit. It's perfect because it's exactly what they needed. If Russ can be that for the Clippers, it may be exactly what Paul George and Kawhi Leonard need. You need somebody to be able to delegate. See, me being a Lakers fan, like, you could say it's D'Angelo Russell by, by position, but regardless, we know LeBron James is the one that has that vision and he can put people in the right places. And if that doesn't happen and we've had magic and, and to a lesser degree, not to us, but to the world, like Derek Fisher was that a lot for us in the triangle. He Because Kobe was one of the few people that would listen to Fit Fish. I mean, excuse me. Fish is one of the few people that Kobe would listen to. And then L.O. had had that uh, distinction as a point forward, you know. Same thing. Like, I know the Mike and Scotty beef is, like, funny now because of, like, the personal stuff that's going on. But on the court, like, Mike knew Scotty was that dog. And he, so a lot of the time, Scotty ran the show as far as, like, delegating. And you knew Mike was your main scorer. But a lot of the times, it was Scotty that was uh, delegated. So I think that's what... Drew Holiday is going to be for the Bucks. I mean, not for the Bucks. excuse me, he was on the Bucks for the Celtics. Now, the reason why I said the Bucks is because this was my argument. Like like I said, the Dame Lillard thing, Chris Middleton, and Giannis look good on paper. And you got Bobby Portis and Brooke Lopez on the back end, which is always good to have, which is always great. But we know what my, my Milwaukee, we know what Milwaukee, damn, tongue-tied this morning, y'all. We know what Milwaukee is capable of and what they're known for. They're known for defensively. Let's just be honest. In Portland, Dame had to never buy in defensively. He's going to have to buy in defensively unless they can kind of like hide him a little bit. 
kind of how the Sixers used to do Allen Iverson back in the day. But that's predicated on the other four starters. See, I'll be the type of player like this. I get it. You're a dynamic scorer. You're dang time. You can be the closer or whatever. Man, you got to do something. We need we need to see effort because that's all defense is. Defense is all about effort, man. And and and, and that's what you got to hang your hat on is effort at all times and everything that you do. And I, I use the word effort because I want to transition before I get up out of here. Like, I put so much effort, y'all. Like, like I, like I said, I was thinking about taking a week off, but consistency is a part of my brand. So I had to, I had to get myself up. I had to plug my stuff in. I had to sit here. I had to, even as I took my personal call that I had to take, I had to listen to it back, figure out where I left off, and come right, hit y'all right back with it, man. Because I, like I said, especially the ones that's been listening to me consistently, y'all deserve, y'all deserve my consistency. And it was a lot of effort. Like I said I, I, earlier, I got my merch now, and it was it was about six months, almost six months, five, six months. A lot of ups and downs. I thought I was going to have to change the logo completely. It wouldn't go through certain printers and different things like that. But I want to give a special shout-out to my cousin, my cousin Tay. She, she really stayed down with the situation. Um, anybody know inside the city of Bakersfield, like I don't care if you need it for a reunion, uh, sadly enough, funerals that it's mostly for that. That people go to her for programs and things like that, and she always do her thing. And so, of course, naturally knowing how busy she is, and you know, cause life, she got kids and things like that, and she's a licensed barber and all those things and on her own barbershop. So it's a lot that she got on her plate, but she do that as well. So naturally, the person I am, I don't, I didn't want to like. I don't like adding extra to people's plate, even though, like I said, she's my family member, and I know she's proud of me and all that stuff, and I know she, you know what I mean? I know she would do it if I asked. And so, but what I tried to do is I tried to find other avenues first. And I ended up going to her um, in the end anyway, and it took some time. We had to go through a designer or two to get the DTF printing, and that's what I wanted to tell people. A lot of my prints is, because, but back in the day, or if you go to the mall or whatever, you get the rest in peace shirts. They're going to stick the iron on paper, and they're going to do it. You're going to give them about 20 bucks. So when I sit there and I give you the price point for mine, understand that not only the time it took me and the effort and design and all that, and I, and I did it not with only me in mind, with the consumer in mind, but I made sure to go top-notch route with the uh, direct-to-film uh, transfer so the shirt will last you a long time. So when you support and you purchase, it's not just like, I don't want you to look at it as, oh, he's just trying to line his pockets. No, I put like a lot of effort and thought into it. And I went the most expensive route. You know what I mean? I went to, you know what I mean? So so it could look the best, to get the best quality. I, that's what I'm, that's why I'm mentioning that. You know what I mean? Because I, cause I noticed a couple of people, you know, it's a lot of people that they, they wanted shirts and it's cool. Like I get it. Life. Life be life, man. We all get so. Just for instance, let's say you you can't really support on the first round. That's okay. Like I'm, I, like one thing, I don't force nobody to do nothing. I'm not mad at you or anything. Like I don't, I get it. Like life be life, and it took me a while. I I appreciate those that that stayed down with me through the process of like, because everybody that knows me know like once I say something like, it's basically in stone. Like if I set my mind to it. It might not be tomorrow. It might not be the next day. It might not be next month. Say it might be six months from now, like how long it took me. But the fact that it's finally here, 
and I could finally say that I yeah, I did it. Like I'm looking at one of my shirts right now, and it it's still like, and I I wore one of my shirts to my nephew's game and uh, on Saturday last Saturday, and it was just like I got a few like, man, that's, that's that looks dope or whatever. That's, that's like crazy, like from TikTok and Instagram. Everybody, some people is excited, and uh, and when I even when I posted it on Facebook, it like eventually like, oh, everybody's like, oh, I want one, I want one. Like they tapping in with me, like you know what I mean. From in state, from here in town, I mean, to out of state, like you know what I mean, like so. Even with the out of states, of course, that's gonna take a couple more days than it normally would if you lived here in town with the shipping method and all that stuff. But trust me, if you pay for a product, I'm gonna get it to you. Like I said, my my brand consistency is a part of my brand, and I and I really hold myself accountable. Like you know what I mean, like. And if, if anything ever changes or anything like that, I'm big on communication. So I will, I can't stand when people don't stay silent. Like, good, bad, or indifferent, say what's on your mental. Say what's on your mind. Like, it, that's one of my biggest, I don't even like to say pet peeves. I don't really like that word, but the things I hate, I don't like. And I know hate is a strong word, but I don't like it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Because you'll hear all the time, communication is key. But then you shutting down every three to six months. Like, I, I don't understand that. So I feel like communication and consistency is real big in this life, in this world, anything that you do. So, yeah, if you support me and if you stay down with me, like, I, I got you. And uh, like the old saying goes, when I say I got you, you don't got to look behind you to see if I really got you. If I say I got you, then I got you. Yeah, but with that being said, you can hit up my socials. Uh, at Gold Chain Main, that's my personal, or you can hit me up at Lionhearted Main, that's the podcast uh, page specifically. All these avenues will be linked on my profet- uh, on my personal page. Excuse me, so you can click it. You know, at Lionhearted, and then for the designs and for the brand is uh, at Lionhearted Clothing on Instagram, Lion underscore Hearted underscore Clothing underscore. Uh, of course, I'm Main. You know what I'm saying? So you could tap in with me. And if I got your sizes left, I mean, it's a lot of uh, people that claim that that has claimed their shirts, uh, their merchandise and their shirts so far. So I'm trying to trying to give them time to, you know, come pick up and, and pay for their stuff. And, you know, because it is my first drop and it took me a minute. So I'm trying to stay down with them and let them, you know, figure out that process or you know, hit me up and be hey, I'm going to catch you on the next one. I can't really do it right now, which, I, like I said, I 100%, I completely understand that. But, yeah, so hit me up if you're interested. I mean, and I I appreciate everybody that's been consistently listening to me. Um, I want y'all to check out, uh, I've been doing some crazy interviews, too, uh, all of season two. I got the uh, uh, same hurdle, different lanes with my boy Jaime. That's, like, kind of like our beginning story and journey. Go check that out. Um, Road to Redemptions with my cutie Jay West. That was that's one of my favorites because it's his personal journey and to where he at to see how great he's doing today. So go check that out to support him as well. Um, then I got uh, and I was kind of I'm not gonna say mad at it because I'm never mad because I'm a part of it as well. But my bro he jumped to the top, man. He jumped over my I am Lionhearted, which I do want y'all to check out if y'all haven't checked it out. That's that's about my personal journey and what I went through and what led me to becoming a podcaster. But yeah, 
he self-made because that's what he is. He he has a master's degree, but he's a, he a hustler, man. Like he he going to school to become a teacher, but at the same time, he's a dog breeder. Like you know what I'm saying? He he got he's got his own t-shirts at Humback Kennels. Like we support each other. I'm a part of that too. He a part of this. I'm a part of that. Like we we big up each other. Like no matter what, he already gave me the green light. He's like, bro. Hey, when we do the dog shows, come to the table. Put your shirts on the table, bro. Advertise your, advertise the podcast. Like he didn't already gave me the green light, so of course, big bro, size. I appreciate that, bro. So check out uh, Self Made too. Um, and then I got you know the Ruger show. That's me and my boy Eddie Kane. Like just we just doing what we do, man. Our bond go way back. We played sports together in high school. And we just talking our shit. He's real knowledgeable about sports. And he brought up about, uh, he talked about baseball a lot. And, like, how it's kind of, like, leaving our communities and how we need to get back to that. Because that was one of my first sports. So, yeah, go check out the Ruger show. And then my cutty, he, um, my cutty Pook, he talking, he's the juice king. He's talking about, like, on, being on your health tip. And you know what I mean? And I've done it. I'm endorsing the product because I've used it. Go check that out. If, you, if you're into that type of lifestyle, go, go. Go check that out. It's called uh, Family Ties. That one's called Family Ties because that's my first blood cousin. Like That's like my brother. We like brothers. So, yeah, I, I nicknamed that one uh, Family Ties. And then, Okay, so next I got after that one, I got uh, I got my girl uh, Monique. She's, uh, y'all know, have you ever watched those little court shows and, like, documentaries and stuff? And you always wonder, like, who's typing out the transcripts? Well, that's what she's going to school for right now uh, is to become a court reporter. Uh, so yeah, go uh, go check that out as well. Um, that's episode number seven. It's a lot of them, y'all. That that'll be episode yeah. That'll be episode number seven. Reach for the stars. You know what I mean? Like I try to title these very uniquely to to, to kind of fit the personality or the flow of the conversation that we got at the time. And the last interview, last but not least, and this one is skyrocketing, y'all. It's me and my girl Tangie, man. We we. We talk, we have these conversations, we've been having these type of conversations for years, but we just putting it on recording for y'all, so I do want y'all to go check that out, I, I named it, I mean, perfectly named, and she was happy with it, Mag- Magnetic Energy, uh, she's talking about, you know, becoming a special ed teacher, and if you listen to a lot of my podcasts, you know what my journey was, like, if it wasn't for a certain teacher, like, I wouldn't be where I am today, dealing with all that I had to overcome, so yeah, tap, tap into Magnetic Energy, all the interviews for season two tap in like you know what i mean and if you haven't had a chance for whatever reason you can go back to season one there's 20 episodes in there like i said if you want to be down with the merch hit me up i mean you know you can follow the uh follow the show spotify apple iHeartRadio, pandora stitcher i'm everywhere man lionhearted podcast by your boy main but i'm gonna get out of here like this just because their vision is blurry that doesn't diminish your greatness until next time stay lionhearted Lion Hearted Podcast.